yeah the sound of a nylon string guitar and a hawaiian slack key on a friday morning hello welcome to episode 10 of the honeycut scenario my little coffee podcast to talk about some things with some friends who would be you uh it's beautiful here it's friday our september uh has been stunning here on the outer banks it is uh been one of those Septembers, and I'm super duper grateful for that. And it is in line with a practice that I've been trying to be better at, and that's the practice of gratitude. Just trying to be more thankful for the things around me and to pay attention to the things as they are, as opposed to my hurried mind that projects into the future or thinks about how things should be in comparison. Um, so there's that. There's the gratitude. And then also, too, just a quick correction. Last uh, On Tuesday, I was talking about Arroyo Seco River out west and Big Sur uh, area and the Chesapeake Bay. And I was talking about the Susquehanna and how old it was. And then I quickly jumped to the French Broad River near Asheville and the New River out uh, in western Virginia and West Virginia. And, and uh, those rivers don't go into the Chesapeake Bay. So I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't trying to like mix things up. I was just jumping around based on age because those two rivers are super old. So, um, and that always says, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt because I'm, uh, I'm just talking off the cuff. I try to be accurate, but you know, sometimes, uh, and that kind of, uh, leads me to a little bit of the topic I want to talk about today. And that's the, the living, breathing world, like just talking about rivers, uh, and our interaction with nature and, you know, and, on, and in this thread, our interaction with animals, because we all have relationships with animals, whether we know it or not. And everybody likes to um, kind of project things into relationships with animals. And you get everybody from like the bear guy who got mauled by a bear to like pet owners who love their dogs and have like a mind melt with them to the dog that like saves somebody. I mean, there's just a wide uh, range, just like there are a wide range of humans. And uh, but, you know, I was a fan of the far side comics back in the day and i just love that there was always this like secret world of animals um and and what prompted this story i'm going to talk about elephant seals as i was talking to my friend jen yesterday and and she was mentioning that uh she got screamed at by a squirrel in her backyard in dc that she had uh the squirrel was watching her and she was watching the squirrel and she thought that she had a, a good moment with the squirrel and then the squirrel proceeded to run off and throw her under the bus and scream bloody murder uh, so I thought that was kind of hilarious, and it reminded me that I wanted to talk about my uh, obsession with elephant seals, and it started in the late 90s uh, out north of Santa Cruz, California. So yeah, in that area where the Arroyo Seco comes in, I mean, that's down you know further south, but uh, a very similar situation where uh, I was dating a girl who's living in Santa Cruz in the late 90s, and uh, we would go kind of just on adventures up route one and there are creeks that come out of the mountains there go right into the ocean and some of those those are the ones that have the steelhead trout um and we were on a little excursion in late winter early spring and we uh pulled over uh by a creek a little area where you could pull off and get on the beach and it was really cool because it's cool to see freshwater like hit the ocean and it's cool to see like the misty beaches of the pacific and it was awesome and so we were walking around and we saw this giant creature like on the beach uh, and we were in between it and the ocean. And I was like, what is this thing? It's like, a, it's like a whale or something. And it's like kind of covered in dirt and it's just laying there. And it was probably 3000 pounds or more. Like it's big. And 
we were like checking it out and I was like, this is like a, what is it? It's got like seal flippers and it's like gigantic and it's like dead and we're looking at it and it's like, what is this thing? And I'm looking around for marks on it. Uh, cause I know there's great white sharks around. I'm like, okay, this thing's got lacerations or some sign of disease and we don't see anything. It's just like dead laying there. And it's like, what is this thing? And it's like, well, is it? And so we kind of get a little closer and a little closer and we come right up on it. And then immediately this big black eye opens on it and it like lifts its head up real quick. And then we jump back. We're like, oh man, (laughs) this thing's alive. That's 3000 pounds of something, this seal thing. And it was like, we got really like, holy crap, this thing's alive, you know? And it kind of got up and like, was like looking at us. And so we kind of back off towards the car, you know, we start moving the other way and we're watching this thing. And I'm like, oh man. This thing is like trying to die on the beach and we just totally disturbed the death ritual. And I was like, oh, it's a bummer. And it's like, it kind of gets up and, and then it starts kind of like ambling towards the water. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's a mom having a baby and we disturbed the birth process or it's trying to die. This thing's dying and we're like in the way. So it gets in, it kind of makes it into the water, but it's like kind of flopping around in like two or three feet of water with like waves crashing on it. And we go and get in the car and I'm just watching this thing like waddle around in water and just get hit with waves and I just it just looked pitiful I was like man this thing's gonna drown it's a mammal and it's going to drown because it's trying to die and now it's gonna drown and it didn't die the way that it wanted to and I was like man that's a bummer and we're driving away route one and I see this thing out in the surf just kind of flopping around and I didn't think you know much of it but I remembered that I just remembered that moment And about 10 years later, I was visiting some friends in San Francisco. Uh, When I was living in Los Angeles, I went up to San Francisco to visit some friends. And on the way back down, I decided to stop at Ananuevo State Park, which is in the same area as where we had this little viewing 10 years before. So I go there and they're like, hey, you know, the elephant seals are here and, you know, we're doing a a docent led walk. And I was like, well, I want to go on that walk. So we follow the docent, we sign up, follow the docent and walk over the dunes towards the ocean and we crest one of these sand dunes and then there's like laid out in front of us are like hundreds and hundreds of elephant seals all shapes and sizes and i was just like oh man i bet you i wonder if this is like that like that thing i saw 10 years ago and that was my brain already working and so we go on this elephant seal walk and the docent is talking about these elephant seals and it's just unbelievable what these seals are. So first off, they were hunted to almost near extinction because of how good their blubber is for making stuff. So there's the Northern elephant seal and the Southern elephant seal, and, uh, they were used for meat and, and food, but now they are, uh, sorry, meat and fuel, not food. Um, and now they are, uh, you know, on their way back, I do believe. And uh, so what happens is, is Ananuevo State Park is like this one, one where the northern seals, they come and they come to mate and chill. So um, late winter, and once again, you might want to Google my facts, but this is what I remember. So the, the big males come out of the water first uh, and they stake out their territory and they fight other males by bumping chests. And then uh, the females come and they start to mate and then females come that are pregnant and they give birth and the mothers that give birth, the babies feed for like a month straight. And the mother's milk is like up to 50% milk fat. 
and these babies have to get enough nutrients that they can then lay around for a few more months, like in the sand, developing before they're strong enough to go get in the water. And so they're like, once they're off the teat after a month, that's it. And if they don't have enough nutrients, then they die. And if they live long enough, most of them do, they get in the water and they're just by themselves. They go out to sea for, and they only come out once or twice a year. And that's the life of the elephant seal. And the mothers, you know, after they feed, I think they get in the water first to go off because they have to go feed, but everybody else lays around for like three months. So for three months, there's just elephant seals just laying, taking a nap. And the big males will lay with their harem. The little babies lay there trying to like grow up. And the docents were like, yeah, you know, the elephant seals are a mystery because they live solitary lives out in the ocean. They're rarely on land. And if they die on land, we don't know what's in their stomach because they haven't eaten anything in a while. Um, and then they also pointed out like, hey, it knows how it doesn't stink here because they don't go to the bathroom because they're not eating anything. So everybody takes a three month long. They're just chilling. And I, I was like blown away. And then some of the other things were like not only are they solitary creatures, but you know, they shut their metabolism down. Like, you know, they're on the beach, they're not going to the bathroom, they're not eating, they get in the water, they can stay underwater for, I think, like an hour at a time, they can go up to like 5,000 feet down, uh, they can, sh they can slow their heart rate down to like three beats per minute, when normally it's like 110. So they, they go way deep, and they just get really slow in their, their processes, and they can stay underwater. And I was like, like these orbiting creatures in the deep and, I, and it was always so fascinating to me I was like they're solitary they have this relationship with the deep ocean and the earth and like what kind of like magnetic vibrations do they feel and what do they tune into and like what are they doing like it seems really otherworldly and then here they are like laying on the beach and so I had asked the docent I was like hey I had this experience and they're like oh yeah well some of the coves up and down the coast here some of the, you know, it's probably just a big male just came to like chill out and take a three month nap or however long the nap was going to be. And we just disturbed that creature's nap and, and it was fine. It was totally just chilling and it was probably just a little bit grumpy that some people came on it and woke it up out of its pleasant little slumber. Uh, so that's my thing with elephant seals. And you can go to elephantseals.org, elephantseal.org. And, uh, you know, check my facts and, uh, you know, learn about elephant seals and how uh, psychedelic they are and what's going on with them. Uh, but that's, you know, my little layer of the, the world is alive and it's a mysterious place. And, uh, you know, we all need an elephant seal in our life. Have a great Friday. Be good to yourself. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.